Welcome to KJV Cafe. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen. Each episode of the cafe is dedicated to studying the Bible verse by verse from Genesis through Revelation. Your host here at the cafe is Bible teacher Clark Covington. Looks like the coffee is hot and ready, so let's get started. Amen. Glory to God. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the cafe. Pastor Clark Covington here with another episode of KJV Cafe. Hey, guess what? Today I've got some coffee. Yeah, I'm excited. I've been, I've been recording this in the afternoon time. And so typically I I don't. But now today I've got some decaf. So it's called Slow Motion, which is just perfect for me. <laughs> yeah. uh, slow Motion by Counterculture Coffee. It's good, though. It's decaffeinated, allegedly. So I should be good. I can drink as much as I want because uh, I drink it black. So no sugar, nothing like that. So I can just... Go ahead to my heart's content. I'm excited. This is what gets uh, somebody in their 40s excited, I guess, is uh, decaf coffee. <laughs> but thank you for joining me. Amen. It is great to have you here. We're I'm so excited to have you here. Amen. Um, and today we are going through the Bible. We are looking at Genesis 1, and we just finished three parts on Genesis 113. And we're moving right along. You know, what's really cool about this, we're moving here from Genesis 1.13 to Genesis 1.14 through 19 or so, which gets us through uh, the fourth day. And that also gets us through halfway of Genesis 1 altogether, pretty much. So we are flying by here. Amen. Once we finish this uh you know, chapter in Genesis, amen. We just have only so many to go. And I'm kidding because Genesis is a really long, long book. Uh, my wife made the comment that someone could just do a podcast on Genesis forever and never get anywhere else. And I have to agree. Uh, it is a, it's a, man, it's packed with stuff, packed with um, not just stuff, but wonderful wisdom and indication of God's great mind and his engineering prowess and his creativity and his poetic nature. And there's so much to learn from Genesis. And I'm so thankful uh, for all those that have come before me to provide insights. I highly recommend Answers in Genesis, a ministry that is largely dedicated to the book of Genesis. They're the folks behind that big arc there in Kentucky, which is fantastic. Got to go see that about a year ago. Uh, and many other resources, homeschool resources, Bible study resources, etc. So very big fan of them and all the other resources that have helped me study up to share with you Genesis 1 as we go through the Bible. Genesis 1.1 starts with, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And I'm not going to reread every single time we have an episode, uh, but we just see here, the I'm trying to kind of set up what's going on in day four by looking over the first three days. So we see here, the earth was without form and void. Uh, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. He moved upon the face of the waters, of course, in verse two. He saw the light was good. He divided it from darkness. We're going to talk more about the light today. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. That's from verse five. And the evening and the morning were the first day. So we've talked about how God made the day and the importance of that. Then God introduces this word in verse six called firmament. And, the, and that's like sky or expanse. 
And he splits up these waters. He divides these waters. We talked a lot about how uh, now you have water on the ground as we would know it. And you also have water maybe in the canopy of the earth, the expanse, the first heaven, if you will, which is our sky where the birds are. That would be like clouds and so forth, but also potentially water uh, separating space from the third heaven. So the second heaven from the third heaven, as the Bible describes them, that potentially could be referring to that as well. We talked about how God brings about dry land, amen. On the third day, he brings about dry land, which is really good. We had a big rain shower recently and uh, washed away some of the dry land, and people were stranded in certain places, and it was a frightful thing. And praise God, some volunteers helped uh, build a temporary bridge for the folks that were stranded in our area. But, you know, you go on some of these country back roads out here, and they're nothing but dirt and clay and, yeah, I mean, man-made bridges and so forth. It is dangerous. We used to go uh, a lot of soul winning, van, van uh, bus, bus visitation in the church I was involved in before Lord called me to plant a church. And man, that we would go on some real, I, I'm going to use the word sketchy, back roads. Uh, and I, when that rained, I thank God we've got pavement in front of our house. But I thought of some of those folks on some of those back roads thinking, I can't even imagine. But we praise God for his providence, his mercy. And the dry land, amen, that happened on day three. And then we have also here on day three, this bringing forth of the grass and the herb yielding seed and the fruit yielding uh, tree and so forth. Uh, the, the, the Bible calls it whose seed is in itself. So we have this reproductive seed introduced here uh, in Genesis 1 on the third day. And we see that God found it to be good. And God had this whole program for food. And kids think food just ends up on a plate, but there's actually a whole program that God introduced to provide man food. And that really, friend, boils down to agriculture. Because even if you're eating meat, they're eating the grass, they're eating feed, etc. It all boils down to agriculture. Who gave us agriculture? God did. And, and it's so amazing, even in this time of the fallen sinful man and, and all the sin in this world that God still allows fruit to grow. Amen. I have a, I get grapefruit, uh, from, from the Sam's club and I'll juice it. And I love juicing some grapefruit. Thank God that they could grow that and they grow it in abundance. These things are about as big as a softball. Amen. Sometimes they look like a small basketball. God did that. God, God gave us the way to plant seeds and reproduce. Okay, so now we're getting here to the fourth day, and what I want to do is take a short break, and then we're going to start tackling where God is in his timeline of creation here on the fourth day. You're listening to KJV Cafe. We encourage you to look us up on your favorite podcast app and subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Now let's get back to some more in-depth Bible study. Perfect. Here we go. Genesis 1, 14 through 19. Here we're looking at the fourth day. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. Okay, let me stop here. I was thinking about going on, but Genesis 1, 14, were there seasons before the flood? Because a lot of uh, Genesis 1 is dealing with... Um, Obviously, it all is dealing with God's creation before the flood, but a lot of the commentary sometimes uh, on Genesis 1 is dealing with how God made the earth before the flood because the flood 
changed a lot of things. Uh, there's another one, um, but beyond Answers in Genesis, a movie which we, we showed our little church when we were still meeting together called Is Genesis History? And look that up. I think they're doing a sequel. They got a great YouTube channel. I think they also offer that movie for free. Is Genesis History? Uh, question mark. And that movie is fantastic and very detailed. And they go into all kinds of great science, real certified, bona fide scientists doing real scientific work to help us understand what changed in the earth with the flood because it was a global flood and it was a massive flood and that flood changed a lot of things. And so often questions come up. Were there seasons before? Did it rain before? Did people eat meat before the flood? And here's the answer. Nobody knows for sure, but God, amen. Uh, God and Noah, but uh, you know, no one really knows. Okay. What exactly was happening because but there are indications because it's not mentioned of any kind of seasonal changes because in verse 14 it says and God said let there be lights in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years and in that context the word seasons might be more like a season of time right so um you know I I worked at a restaurant in college as a waiter for a season, right? It doesn't mean I worked there in the spring. It means I worked there a season of time, right? Uh, that I think is kind of what the word is indicative of rather than the set seasons, because the theory is the earth during the pre-flood phase was much more um, warm, essentially, much more temperate, less uh, crazy patterns, etc., and, you know, less volcanic activity, less hurricanes, less all of that stuff. Because after the flood, a lot of things changed. You can tell I'm not a scientist, but I'm trying to give you an idea that here in Genesis 1, we have the mention of season, but it's more, I believe, as the way that we look at God creating the calendar, so to speak, because he's creating this day and night right? Verse 15, and let them be for lights in the firmament of heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. See, so we're talking about the light as in the light for the day. And God made two lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. I love verse 16. Got to park it there for a minute. So he makes these two lights. Okay. The light, the greater light to rule the day, the lesser light to rule the night, the sun and the moon, right? God did that by the way. And study and it doesn't even need to be any kind of Christian uh, science, but just study any science relating to the sun and the moon and the earth, and you'll be blown away at what God himself did to provide light for the, for, for, for the earth. It's incredible what, what the Lord has done and the precision in which he's done it. We would get too close to the sun, we'd burn up, we'd get too far away, we wouldn't have enough. God did it perfectly and I love the sunlight. I, man, I, I don't know what they call it, seasonal disorder or something, but if it's not sunny, I'm kind of like, ugh. And if it's sunny, I'm like, yes, yes, amen. There was a sweet lady who used to come to our church uh, named Miss Peggy, and she was just like me. I mean, we would have Sunday morning service. If it was sunny, she's on top of the world. And if it was rainy, she was not feeling good. That's just, some, some of us are like that, amen. Some of us are just built like that. But I love the light. God gave us the light. God gave us the sunlight, and he gave us the moon, amen. Uh, and I love this, just kind of like a, like not an afterthought, but just kind of this little, you have a colon and the lesser light to rule the night, colon, 
he made the stars also. Like you have one, two, three, four, five. Okay, so five words to, de to describe God making, I don't know, the entire galaxy with billions of light years that man can never fully grasp, but that is absolutely beautiful and incredible. Another thing that helps you to understand God's precision and his genius and just absolutely stunning. God did that, and he did that so uh, just with just his thought, he just spoke and he did it, you know, like nothing. And so it says here, he made the stars also. And that could be a message. I'm sure many preachers have preached a message on that topic, that God is so powerful, so sovereign, so wonderful, so genius that, oh yeah, by the way, he made the stars, you know, incredible, absolutely incredible who God is and his power. And then wrote, you know, link that into the fact that he loves you, friend, that, that he loves you so much that he gave his beloved Jesus. So the Bible says he was with him day and night. He was his joy. He gave his beloved Jesus to die on the cross for your sins so that you could be saved. The God of the heaven and the earth, the God that also made those stars, you know, just by matter of fact, okay, made those stars. Try to take a bucket and control the ocean, you know, try to you know, uh, try to walk over a massive pile of, of rock uh, and, and move it all on your own. You can't, we can't do anything. And God spoke it all into existence. And by the way, the stars also. That's how powerful God is. And yet in his tender, sweet love, he loved you so much to send Christ to die on the cross for you so that you could be saved. And he gave us this seed that reproduces. He gave us this great food. He gave us shelter. Most of us here, at least in a lot of these developing countries like America, we have central heating and air, etc. Man, we are spoiled rotten. We are blessed beyond blessed. And the question is, are we giving God the praise? Are we giving God his due? Are we giving him glory and, and are we living for him? Are we repenting of our sin and turning from our sin? Let us not be willfully ignorant. Let us not be running around, you know, thinking, oh, well, God will understand. No, 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 no. God doesn't need us, and yet he loves us. When he died for us, he wasn't dying for someone that was showing him love. He was dying for a sinner that the Bible says was at warfare with him. God died for his enemy. Man won't even die for their friend. And God died for his enemy, and that enemy, that's us. And when we accept Christ as Savior, we are born again. We are made anew. And with all the beautiful blessings of accepting Christ as Savior comes responsibilities. And I believe one of those responsibilities for every believer is to study his word, to do our level best, to make him top priority in our life, and to tell others about him. And that's what the next episode is going to be about, our, our, our call to evangelism, to tell others about him. But just thank God today for being so good the most powerful, awesome God who created every single thing, including you, he loves you so much. He sent Jesus to die for you. Think on that today. Tune in next time. Take care. God bless and amen. Thanks for spending time with us today at the cafe. We would love to hear from you. You can email Brother Clark directly at clark at enduringpromise.org. See you again tomorrow. Same time, same place.